early. But I knew if I did my sermon, it was going to take an hour. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. Turn back to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I raised this question, and I said I was going to come back to it, and I, and I did not. So I want to do that today. Is everyone there? I'm going to start reading again at verse 12 through 15. This is the passage that we have looked at for the last couple of Sundays. And it reads, starting at verse 12, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. I want to look back at verse 13. Verse 13, I'll read it one more time says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Now, um, I spent some time explaining what James is trying to communicate in this passage of scripture. And as I was doing that, um, I said that for the moment, what I'm going to do is set aside the question, if Jesus is God, how was he tempted? Okay. And so today I want to um, answer that question, not in the form of a sermon, but just um, by way of explanation. And I will so that we can be out of here by 12 o'clock. Amen. All right. I want you to turn to Matthew. Chapter four. Matthew, chapter four. I'm just writing on the board. James 1.13, God cannot be tempted. Is everyone there? Matthew 4. Verse 1, just going to read that one verse. Matthew 4.1 says, you can read out loud with me. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. James says God cannot be tempted. Matthew says, Jesus, who is God, was tempted. Is this a contradiction? 
Somebody heard say yes. Somebody say yes. Is it a contradiction? All right. So this is what I want to answer for us today. How is it that Jesus, who is God, could be tempted, and at the same time the Bible says that God cannot be tempted? All right. Um, Before I do that, I'm going to ask you a, a, a second question. I need you to vote on this. I know you all are at a disadvantage. Can't see it. Okay. So, I wrote two words on the board. One is peccability the other is impeccability okay how many people believe since we said it's not a contradiction how many people believe that jesus could have sinned but he did not he had the free will and the ability to choose to sin but he did not raise your hand raise your hand raise your hand he could he could have given in to his temptation but he did not No, no undecideds, no undecideds, okay? <laughs> he was tempted. He could have given in to the temptation, but he chose not to give in. Raise your hand. How many people? How many people? All right. So you all are in the peccability camp, okay? How many people believe that it was a true temptation, but he could not have sinned anyway? I didn't, hey, look, y'all asking, like, was it the God side or the man side? I'm just asking the question. How many people believe that he was truly tempted, but he could not have sinned? Everybody's not voting. Everybody's not voting. <laughs> All right. So, so, so he, he, he was truly tempted, but he could not have given in. Okay. So if that's you, you are in the impeccability category okay so these are the two options jesus like us he was truly tempted and he could have given in but he didn't or he was truly tempted but he could not have given in even if he wanted to okay these are our these are the other, other two other two categories all right so We know that God cannot be tempted, right? I'm not going to go through all of the passages of Scripture that we could go through, right? Um, Habakkuk 1.13, God is so holy he can't even look at sin, right? Um, in his nature, as we've already addressed in James uh, 1.13, God's nature and his character precludes him from being able to, to sin, and he does not even desire sin, Therefore, he will never tempt us to sin, as James says, right? Um, so sin is outside of the category of God, 
right? So his in in his deity, right? In him him being God, he cannot sin. Right? It's impossible for God to sin. Yet, right? Remember we we talked about this in Bible study about the hypostatic union of Christ. Jesus is 100% fully God. And at the same time, he is 100% fully man. United in one person. These two natures do not ever mix. They, they never mix. He always, from his incarnation, has had two natures united side by side in one person, but they never mix. His deity cannot influence his humanity to do anything. And his humanity does not influence his deity. Two natures, side by side, never mixing. Okay? If you want to look at look at that, you can go to Philippians chapter 2, right? Remember we memorized verses 5 through 11, right? He he has two natures. He is 100% fully God and he is 100% fully man just like us. As a matter of fact, um we addressed this last Sunday how um, Satan tempts all of us in the same exact way, right? First John chapter 2, verse 12, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. These are the same ways that he tempted Adam and Eve, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Genesis 3 says that when Eve saw that the tree was good for food, right? She was hungry. That's why she was looking for food, okay? And that it was desirable to the eyes. It was a beautiful tree, right? And that it was able to make her wise, right? She ate the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Same thing in Matthew chapter 4. When Satan tries to tempt Jesus, he tempts Jesus with the same three things, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Jesus had fasted for 40 days, Matthew 4, 2 says, and then Satan says, turn these stones into bread because he was hungry, lust of the flesh. Okay. Then that did not work. He took Jesus up onto the pinnacle of the temple and says, Jesus, jump off. The Bible says that the angels will catch you. Imagine how great people will think you are that even the angels come to your rescue. Okay. Pride of life. If you are the son of God, jump off, prove it, okay, pride of life. That doesn't work. He takes Jesus up to a high mountain and shows him all the glories of the kingdoms of the world and says, I will give all of this to you if you just bow down and worship me. Lust of the eyes. Okay. All of us fall in one or more of those three areas, okay? It's the same thing with Jesus. Jesus was tempted, as the author of Hebrews says, in all of these areas, and yet he is without sin. So, Jesus is just like us, right? He had a human nature just like our human nature. His divinity 
could not aid him or help him in the temptations. So before I go forward, does anybody want to change their viewpoint? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Jesus has a 100% divine nature and 100% human nature, right? His human nature was not aided by his deity, right? He had to live and choose and do all of the things that God wanted him to do in his humanity. All right, you with me? So, now how do we answer the question, if Jesus is 100% divine and 100% human, Let me say, able to be tempted. He could not sin, but he was able to be tempted. How do we put those two things together? Anyone? I gave you the answer. We have been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. I've given you the answer. You just didn't know I was giving you the answer. If Jesus is 100% fully God, and so therefore, in his deity, he can't sin. But he is also 100% man, just like us, human like us, and therefore, he can be tempted with, um, uh, with sin. How do, we, how do we put these two things together? It doesn't make sense. They seem like a contradiction, don't they? Okay, so, Marjorie said it doesn't seem like a contradiction. So what's the answer? <laughs> okay. 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 So... Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So he tempted him in his, in his humanity. So do you think that Jesus could have sinned if he wanted to? Okay. Okay. So what would that have done to his deity? Nothing. He could Jesus could have sinned and 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 remain God. Miss <laughs> Karen. <laughs> so he could have sinned because he was human, but he relied on the word of God to protect him like we're supposed to do. Okay? Neither. Mm-hmm. 
So he had the limitations of humanity. Okay, Brother Steven. <laughs> yes, he is. So, <laughs> so, so all things are possible with God. <laughs> and that, that's the answer. Leave it alone, right? <laughs> okay, let me get. Okay, so you're saying that he could have sinned in his humanity. Okay, when I get when y'all when I give y'all the answer, you're like, oh, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're saying that he was 100% God and 100% man, um, and hypothetically, if he had chosen to sin, God would not have been able to remain with his humanity. Okay? If he had chosen to sin, he would not have been able to save us. That is true. All right, Eloise? <laughs> okay. So, no, he could not have sinned, okay? But it was still a, tr a real temptation. So how? How was it a real temptation if he could not have sinned? Yeah, he was, but... I, right, but this is my point. My point is, Eloise is saying that he could, no matter what, he could not have sinned. So how is that a real temptation? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Kim and then Lauren. Okay. So James says that we are tempted when we are drawn away by our own desires and enticed, okay? And and then our desire gives birth to sin, okay? So you said Jesus, you don't believe, could be tempted, okay? So you think that Matthew was lying when he says in verse 1, Jesus was taken into the wilderness to be tempted 
by the devil. To be tempted, okay, so to be tempted, but it just didn't work. <laughs> okay, okay, you got me on technicality with that one, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I'm coming on this side. I you said it again? Okay. Okay, so he could have. He just chose not to. Okay, so you said he chose not to because he's God. He could do whatever he wanted. <laughs> okay. Okay. In his humanity, he chose not to sin. Okay? Your hand up. You, did you have your hand up? Oh, okay. Una. One, more, one more shot. Go on. And then I'm coming to this side after Tina. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Tina. Okay. Anybody on this side? <laughs> Could not have sinned, okay? 
Okay. Okay. We sin because of our own desires. But we can overcome it. Okay? So he could, but he did not. Okay. Okay, we on this side. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing with you. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, just Jackie. Um, no, he had not at this point. Right after he had resurrect was resurrected, he told uh, Mary, don't touch him because he had not ascended to the Father yet. Okay. Okay. Mhm. It can't. Okay. All right. So first John chapter 1, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Okay. So 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 again talking about his deity, he cannot sin. No. Nope. Turn to Philippians chapter two, and at this, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm give I'm give us the answer so we can cl- finish up. You had question Philippians two. Well, let me say this. You must eat in order to live. If Jesus did not eat, could he have died? If Jesus chose not to eat ever again, could he have died? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He <laughs> was a human being and he was has limitations just like all of us. If Jesus stopped eating, he would have died 
just like us, okay? So he definitely desired food. But is desiring food a sin? I think it's about the, um, I think it's about, it would have been a sin for him because he was, would have been using his deity to overcome the enemy when he needed to defeat the enemy in his humanity. So I think, I don't think that him desiring the food was the sin. I think that if he would have fell back on his deity as a way to defeat the enemy, that would have been a sin because Adam was a human being and he, he, he fell. The promise that Jesus made, I mean, God made in Genesis 3.15 was that a seed of the woman, a seed, a seed of Eve, a descendant of Eve, a human being is going to come and defeat the enemy. So if Jesus used his deity as a way to get over, right, then I think that that would have been for him would have been sin. Okay. Look at Philippians chapter 2 because I want us to to see that Jesus did not set aside his deity when he came to earth. Verse 5, Philippians 2, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, okay, and this, and this, this uh, Greek word form is phusis, okay, and it literally means nature, who being in nature God, so in his nature, who he is, he is God, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, that's a poor translation of, of what the Greek is saying, it literally means that he did not feel it was something that he had to chase after and reach like Satan did, Right. Satan tried to become God. He had to grasp to become God. Paul is saying Jesus did not have to do that. He was already God. So, verse seven, he made himself of no reputation and taking on the phusis, the nature of a bondservant. Right. Meaning taking on humanity and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Okay, so Jesus did not set aside or take off his humanity in order to become a human being. He, when, it's, when, we, when he says that um, he emptied himself, right, we think in order to empty yourself, you have to take something off. But literally, the idea is that he just humbled himself. He, he humbled himself by adding humanity to his deity. Um, and for him, that was a step down. Right? Because whereas though he was free to literally, he had no limitations. He could be everywhere present at the same time. Now he had to walk everywhere he needed to go. He had to use the bathroom. He had, he couldn't, you know, the Bible says that um, Isaiah 40, that God neither slumbers nor sleeps. And now he would have to get tired and rest, right? He would have to eat in order to sustain himself. Um, So he did not set aside his deity. He veiled it in flesh, okay? So um, let me give you the answer, all right? 
Here's the answer. And all of, and, and look, and as soon as I give you the answer, you're like, oh, watch. I guarantee you. Okay? We have been talking about this from James chapter 1, verse 2, all the way through verse 15. Okay? Parasmas, James chapter 1, verse 2. What does it say? James chapter 1, verse 2. What does it say? My brethren... Count it all joy when you go through various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Okay, so trials, adversity, what's the third word? Nope. T E S. Okay. Verse 12, what does it say? Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Okay. And temptation we saw means solicitation to sin. Okay. Now, remember, it is the same word. This one word can be translated test, I mean, test, trials, adversity. It can also be translated as, what did I tell you was the difference? One deals with things external. The other one deals with what is internal, okay? So this is talking about what happens outside of you. This is talking about what happens inside of you. You want to say something, Seth? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, something can happen outside of you that does not affect anything inside of you. Correct? You can be tested by by something, a circumstance, a situation, say you fast for 40 days and you're hungry and someone says, turn these stones into bread, but you don't have any internal feeling that draws you to do that. You got me? You can be tested Outside, right, someone could pull a Brinks truck up and just dump a load of money in the parking lot, okay? And you can still get in your car and pull off and not feel the need to grab a couple bundles before you pull off, okay? <laughs> okay? You got me, okay? So, remember, there is always two parts to every temptation. The circumstance that happens outside of you and what it does inside of you. Remember, that's what James says. 
Let no one say when he is tempted, he is tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Right? God can't be tempted with evil, so he does not tempt you. But everyone is tempted when their own desires has nothing to do with what's going on outside. Right? Verses 2 through 11 talks about all of the trials, things happening outside of you. You are tempted when your own desires, what's inside of you, remember the word, drags you away. Okay? So the answer is Jesus was tested by the devil. He went, he went through all, the, all of the temptations that the devil had um, given him. But he had no internal desire to give in. Remember what he said to the disciples? The enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me. Okay, so that's the answer. It was a true temptation, right? Because his flesh wanted to eat. His flesh wanted to receive the glory of the kingdoms of the world because that was what he deserved. And yet, there was nothing inside of him that helped try to pull him away to do it in a way that did not please his father. All right, so that's the answer. Jesus could be tempted... But he could not sin. Second one. He could be tempted, and it was a real temptation. He could never give in to it, though. His holiness, (laughs) his holiness would have never allowed him to ever have given in to a um to sin. <laughs> I see Una here to the side. <laughs> she about to say something. <laughs> Better not be from the book of Jude. <laughs> we'll talk about a Saturday, right, Brother George? What are the two choices? The choices were Jesus could have sinned, but he chose not to. And the second one was that he could not have sinned. Here's the second one. He could, in my opinion, he could not have sinned. Right? His holiness precluded that. He could not have given in. Like you said, light and darkness cannot exist in the same place. He could not have sinned. Right? Um, and yet it was still a real temptation because in his, his flesh right? He was still hungry. He still had desires, right? Um, But ultimately, he would never have given in. Now, one of my, somebody gave this this example, right? Imagine you're on a cruise ship. You're on a cruise ship, and the cruise ships are built in a way that it will, will not sink. At least that's the point you're supposed to, right? We learn, we learn otherwise with the Titanic, okay? But, (laughs) But they're supposed to not be able to sink because they have, like, 
doors that if 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 something happens, like they wall off certain port parts of the of the ship, right, to keep the 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 buoyancy, right, so the water does not come in and flood the whole bottom and take it all the way down. Okay, so let me ask you this question: You're on a cruise ship, you see someone on a speedboat, and they are speeding towards you on a speedboat. Are you afraid? No, no, seriously. You're on a you're on a cruise boat, a cruise ship, and you see somebody zooming a hundred miles an hour on a on a on a on a uh, speedboat, aiming to run straight into your cruise ship. Are you fearful that that boat might sink? You not you are not afraid. You might die too. <laughs> It might have a might have a bomb on it. I don't know, right? Is the cruise ship ultimately in any danger of sinking? The the theoretically anything can happen, right? The boat could sink. But technically right the ship is made in a way that even if that speedboat pierces the the hull of the ship right they can wall it off and make sure that enough water does not come in to sink the boat is it a real problem though a real issue that people should be concerned about yes okay it's the same thing with jesus it is a real temptation he wanted to eat Right. But at the same time, ultimately, he would never sin because he is God in the flesh. Okay, Um, but again, that just intensifies the problem for him, because imagine being hungry, having the ability to feed yourself, but you can't do it. Right. So whereas we feel temptation and sin on a small level, because at least we can get the gratification, I'm just giving. All right, I'm just, I'm just going, God's going to forgive me, 1 John 1, 9. All right. <laughs> right? He could never sin. He could feel the pull of temptation, right? Wanting to eat, wanting to have the glory of this world, and yet he could not give in. So the tempt so the, 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 the struggle never left him. He always had to endure it. Any questions, comments, disagreements, Una? <laughs> right, this is a conversation for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll listen. Anyone who says Jesus did not feel it, right? Oh, I'm a, uh, he wasn't human like us. He sweated blood, <laughs> right? 
that should let you know the intensity that he felt the like this weight of sin on him right he did not want to go to the cross right and 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 and, and we see in the garden he, he's he's literally like you know his humanity is like look I don't you might be God but you know we we going in the other direction look, if if it's your will right the, the only time that his will human it seemed like his human will was starting to be in conflict with what the father wanted you know if you got another way let me get out of this but it's not my will it's your will and he felt the weight of of, of sin pressing on him so much he began to sweat drops of blood. So he, he felt the pain of the temptation um, in, in wanting to not go to the cross, but always willing to do his father's will. It was painful for him. Um, and yet, there was nothing internally in him that would have forced him to not do his father's will like us right now for us it's kind of the same thing we have been filled with his spirit right our our flesh has been crucified right that's the point of baptism romans chapter 6 you have died with him and now you are raised with him so that now he gives you the ability to choose to do the right thing right versus the wrong thing you have the freedom paul says in romans 6 to sin or not to sin, why do we still choose sin? Because it's fun, okay, right? Because, we, because our nature still desires it. That, had no, he had no desire to sin, but we do, right? <laughs> he had no, he had no desire. Because being God, he cannot have a desire towards sin, right? Um, but we still have a desire to sin, but our spirit, our soul is being renewed every single day so that as we rely on the Holy Spirit, as we re rely on his word, we have more and more freedom to choose righteousness unless, you know, so that we don't continue to choose sin. That's what Paul, Paul's argument in Romans chapter 6. It's a matter for us of choice. You can choose to continue to do what's right because he set you free, or you can choose to put yourself back in bondage to sin, but you don't have to. But we still do <laughs> because, because of our own desires. So. All right. Anybody else? It's 12.15. Got to go. Going once, going twice. All right, let's pray. I thought you had to end up. Lord, we thank you today for allowing us again to come into your presence and be able to um, just talk about this subject. I know it's not, it was not a, a, a sermon as we normally do, but I pray, Lord, that you would help us uh, to really reflect on what it meant for you to be fully God and fully man. Help us to see that your deity did not help you um, to overcome temptation. You still experienced every single trial test and temptation that we experienced through the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye and the pride of life and you chose to do the right things even when you felt the weight of these temptations on you 
I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see that we can do the same thing that you did. We can rely on the Holy Spirit and we can rely on your word to strengthen us and help us to choose what is right. I pray that you would help us to see, um, Lord, that you did not have a special case, but you were tempted just like us, even to the point of swelling blood. And yet you resisted. We pray, Lord, that you would keep working in us. Help us as we are working through uh, the book of James. Help us to see that James is showing us that our faith, our trusting in you is what helps to carry us through both our adversities and our temptations. And I pray that you would help us to see by faith that you are more than enough to strengthen us in our struggle with sin. We thank you now for all these things. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us uh, prepare ourselves to worship and giving. If you need an offering envelope, just raise your hand. Our ushers will pass those out to you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Give me number four. Yes. <laughs> um, I just wanted to thank everybody. As you know, um, well, I was one of one of those that were affected by the furlough where we didn't get a check. And um, two pay periods. And um, last Sunday, um, you all collected a donation for, for me and a couple other people. And I just wanted to thank you all. I mean, that was like, because when he had announced that he was going to, um, you know, give us a donation, you know, I was thinking to myself, I said, no, I said, I'm not going to. I said, my church is a small church, you know, and I didn't want to take the money, you know. But then it was like a, a spirit hit on me say, no, your church want to bless you, mm-hmm. you know. And that goes to show, and, and with the donation, I was so, I was so surprised because um, um, we're, we're a small church, and it was like God can do exceedingly abundantly whatever I could think or ask. And you all, I mean, you all collected a nice donation for for us and i really (laughs) really want to thank you all and god bless you amen amen thank you amen amen this hey look this is this is what the church is about right um this is what the church is about oh i'm sorry That's it. Small building, but a big church. There we go. <laughs> Amen. That's right. But, you know, th- this is what the church is, is supposed to be about. I know I, I talked to, to them early on in the shutdown. They were like, nope, nope, we fine, we fine. But um, when I was like, I, we, we talked, they're like, look, they're going to miss a second paycheck. It's, we, we should do something, right? So, um, you know, it, it's, it's important. This is what, what the church did in Acts chapter 2, right? Each person... They they brought so that they could distribute to to those who had who had needs and um and so I, I just want to thank everyone. Who-